Today's show is sponsored by the number 386. With over 417 solutions to under 26 problems, the number 386 has the solutions for you. Go to 386 is the number that you want to have right now.com to find out more about the number 386. On the mark, get set. We're riding on the internet, cyberspace, set free. Hello, virtual reality. Interactive appetite, searching for a website, a window to the world, got to get online. Take a spin, now you're in with techno set. You're going surfing on the internet. How many songs do we have? I have a lot. Are we just going to switch from intro song to intro song? Yes. What is going on? I have them all bumped and ready to go. Oh, gosh. What's up? How's it going? It's going okay. I'm still recovering from that calculus exam. Oh, yeah, that was really fun. I had a good time with that. Um, calculus is fun. No, it's, it's really not that fun. Well, speak for yourself. Some people like Mr. Calculus like it. But I think that's it. But it is nice to um, be down here in the basement with you, Jake, and yeah, listen to the crickets it's like outside. A and trillion degrees. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm right really now. sweating back here. <laughs> and it's like, yes, <laughs> it's like the dead of night. It is the dead of night. It's nice though. Yes, it, it is. It's it's quiet down here. Well, it's not very. It is a radio station though, so it should be quiet. Yeah, and but, yeah, we have the fans going, and uh, the love flowing. I'm glad the love is flowing. Um, yeah. It's not necessarily flowing through me, but I'm glad it's flowing through you. Why isn't it flowing through you? Well, Jake, um, my lover's not down here, so there's no love flowing through me. You have a lover? <laughs> this is news to me. My roommate's my lover, Jake. Okay. We're just going to move on now. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Well. See any, um, uh, yeah. See any interesting things this week, Jake? Um. I'm sure I did, but, you know, we're, what is it? I, I've been here for five weeks now, so all of the interesting things kind of blend in together, and I just kind of mix them all together and view them as normal now. Um, hmm. Other than, other than like, people walking down the hallway just in their underwear, <laughs> that always kind of freaks me out. I'm going to assume you're referring to your dorm hallway and not, like, a classroom hallway. Yes, dorm hallway is what I'm referring to, not classroom hallway. But I wouldn't be surprised if it happened Yeah. Oh, in a classroom. I just told you about this, um, but I did see one really weird thing coming out of class today. So I was coming out of my exploratory class in which we explore things and specifically working things that you explore figuring out what major you want to go to if yeah well you... i know okay well, i know you know but like that's what the class is for to help people figure yeah. out what major they're going into yeah the professor's name is well i don't know what it is um but because he's foreign or well it's a woman you, you don't know what her name is because she's a woman no that's not that's not what i was you backed saying. yourself into a corner there with the that's feminist not what joke. i was saying um i'm sure all of the feminists love 
this radio show very much, and they all listen to it as their love song or something. Uh, I sure hope they don't listen to our voices as their love song, Jake. That would be incredibly creepy. Yeah. And I would be incredibly disturbed. Let's move on. Anyway, so I'm walking out of this building, and I'm waiting for the bus, and I look over and I hear screaming, and this man who is dressed to the nines, imagine a Baptist fellow dressed in suspenders and a crisp shirt, wearing white gloves and a top hat. He kind of looked like he was coming out of a barbershop quartet. Yeah, so, yeah, barbershop quartet, but, like, you know where he has the cane and he dances around, and then he throws his hat on the floor and, like, dances all around his hat? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so that's kind of what what it looked like. And he was in this tussle with a girl, right? Okay. And the girl was obviously very mad about what he was saying. Okay. Well, what was he saying? Like Do you know what he was saying? I, I have a guess of what he was saying. I'm pretty sure that he was. Yes. He preaching? Was preaching in a very loud way. Yeah, just probably just screaming at people, telling yeah. them they're going to hell. Yeah. That's not the way to do it, by the way. <laughs> Good to know. Can you give yeah. us a lesson on how to do it? No, I'm not going to do that right now. That's for a different time. Okay, we can do a whole separate episode on how to scream at people. But anyway, uh, in the midst of this argument, to make a point, the girl had to pull up her shirt for some reason, um, and now, then the man was very offended. And what was she? She was wearing a shirt, or what was she? So wearing? she was wearing one of those fringy shirts. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, I know exactly so, what you're talking about. Anyway, it was a very, very interesting experience, and I was very happy when the bus came and I could stop standing there and staring. That uh, that just sounds like a normal day at Purdue, Jake. It does because I, I, you know you've got uh, Father Jeb who always stands outside of Walk. Yeah, I, I think his name is actually Joshua, but I I call him Jebediah for a reason. Yeah, and I was I I passed him the other day and um, stopped to listen a little bit into his conversation that he was having with uh, a gentleman um, who appeared to be bisexual. Yes. And, How do you appear to be bisexual? Uh, can just, I ask? Uh, he was wearing a little bit of nail polish, a little bit of earrings, but... You do wear a little bit of earrings, don't you? I, I definitely do, you yeah. know. Brian really inspired me, so... Yeah. Oh, Brian. <laughs> um, no, but he was uh, he, he was yelling about how um, Father Jebediah, or whatever you want to call him, whatever his name is, is, has daddy issues. And apparently this student has had a run-in with this pastor beforehand because he was referring to last year when him and apparently the pastor and the student had a conversation about how this kid had dad issues or whatever. I don't really know the whole context behind this student and his relationship with his father, but he was just screaming at the pastor saying that he was no help to with his daddy issues (laughs) or whatever. And I was just (laughs) extremely confused. So I just left. Yeah. So if you ever get in, in the middle of these really weird pastor, very leftist people it's a very strange situation because neither of them are in the right and you just really don't know what to think anymore uh i really thought about asking father jebediah out for uh lunch on a date no i was just gonna go up to him and say would you like to go out to lunch you know that and he would have been like you're going to hell you really should have. That would have been really interesting. I might. He's he's there like every day. He really so. is. It's really scary. It's Even like though he, he says n- he lives in Bloomington, I don't. I don't. 
I don't. And there's no way he has nothing better to do at this time except yeah. just yell at college students. Did you see the old people, the old men handing out Bibles? I did. They try to hand me a Bible. I'm like, dude, I'm on crutches. Where do you think I'm going to put this? Um, He's like, well, I can put it in your backpack for you. And I was like, eh, I already have a Bible. Huh? I don't need another one, especially one that's smaller than my hand. It was a really interesting. Have you ever seen those Bibles that are smaller than your nose? I've never seen a Bible that's smaller than my nose. Why not? Well, I don't really go out looking for tiny little Bibles. It's not necessarily something that I'm actively searching for. Well, you're definitely missing out on life. Uh, Yeah, I apparently am. So, yeah. So, thank you. My, you're welcome. My, my interesting story came from. Well, I have two. I have two interesting stories. One involves me. Let's start with the first one. And the other one the other one happened today. So today, um, I went and had breakfast in the in the dining courts for the first time. I don't normally get to eat breakfast in the dining courts because I have early classes all week long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't have enough meal swipes for breakfast all the time. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm eating breakfast, and, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there, and... This uh, foreign student comes and with two plates, dinner plates or breakfast, you know, just normal sized plates yes. of hard boiled eggs. Oh my! And so I'm trying not to stare at him because he's sitting. He's sitting looking at me, and I'm sitting looking at him at yes. two different tables. Yes. And so I'm not. I'm trying not to stare at him, but you know, I also want to see what he's going to do with two whole plates. He actually had three plates: two plates of hard boiled eggs and How one. How was he carrying plate. them all? I with well, two hands. Well. The empty plate was underneath one, one existing plate, and then he's just oh, holding two I plates see. with his, you know, he has two yeah, hands, so. Right. Everybody does. Actually, some people don't, I mean, but. not everyone, but yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and so, he also brought over a knife. And so, he starts peeling off all these hard-boiled eggs and putting them back on the plates, and and so I'm getting really intrigued to what he's going to do, and he starts breaking them open. And then he starts scraping out all the the egg the egg yolk out of the egg, and then puts the egg whites on an, on a, another plate. So he puts the egg yolk on one plate, the egg whites on another plate, and the egg shells on the third plate. Okay. And so he just does this, and he just keeps doing this with all of his eggs. And so eventually, he has a huge plate of just egg whites, a huge plate of egg yolk, and a huge plate of egg shells. And so I'm like, is he just going to eat them separately, or what's going to go on here? <laughs> And then he grabs a he grabs pepper and starts shaking pepper on the egg whites and then just starts eating them with like a fork and then just tosses the egg yolks in the egg shells. So his breakfast consisted of like literally ten egg whites covered in pepper. I'm uh I'm cringing really hard right now for those who aren't here in studio with us. Yeah, his face looks like um I don't know. If you expose a really old man to the sun too long and he becomes – or someone sits in a hot tub for too long and their uh, skin gets really wrinkly, that's basically him. Have you ever met anyone who lives in a hot tub? I have not. I, I hear that sitting in really, really hot water is really bad for you for too long of a time. Well, it's because it boils your blood. I don't know if it actually boils your blood, but sure. Okay. But here's my second story, Jake. Thank you. And I've been waiting all week to tell you this. Wait, you haven't told me a good story just so you could tell me now? Yep, because I wanted to get your reaction <laughs> right now. 
And so I've told basically everyone else and basically told them not to tell you. And I said a little something about it last night, but, you know, I'm not entirely sure how much you caught on or not. But so I was the other night I was uh, browsing the Twitters at uh, like, I don't know, 2 a.m. or whatever. And so I was scrolling through reading some tweets and I came across a tweet from a, a former alumni and so he posted essentially a story um, calling a current student to carry out an action during the football game on um, coming up this Saturday, which is going to be a huge football game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me let me pull up the story really quick here. Okay. Um, and let me read it to you, and then I'll you know you'll you'll figure out exactly what I went about this week in my free okay. time. Okay. So here's the story. Growing up in Ohio, we had two season tickets to Purdue football games. My dad would take one of his three sons to each game. Now, this all started back when Drew Brees was there, so you can imagine the memories that were made. Not only did my brothers and I get to spend the whole day with my dad, but we got to watch some of the best players to ever play at Purdue take the field. There was a lot of winning, and we had a lot of fun. But there will always be one memory that outshines the rest. It wasn't the winning or the players celebrating with my dad, It was the inflatable penis in the student section. The inflatable penis was a Purdue trademark from at least 1998 to 2009. Oh, my gosh. At the start of the third quarter, a student closest to the field would blow it up, and they would hit it like a beach ball, trying to get it progress upward and out of the stadium. I remember one Saturday where I made it out of Ross-Aid, and it sounded like we had just won the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, that wasn't the norm. 99% of the time, a security guard would come in and grab it and stab it with scissors to everyone's disdain. Everyone in the stadium would boo. I was only 10 years old when I saw my first inflatable (laughs) penis, but I will never forget that day. This Saturday marks the biggest football game this program has had in over a decade. We need to bring back the inflatable penis. Please do this. For uh, please do the alumni a favor, and also all those little kids out there attending their first Purdue football game, buy an inflatable penis, write IU sucks on it, and get ready for the third quarter. Hashtag boiler up. Oh my gosh, Tyler! So I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. You're gonna say right now. I'm sorry. So here's a, here's don't. a picture of the oh, six foot inflatable penis great. that has IU sucks on it. That's just laying in my room right now. That's great, Tyler. And um, I know you're going to be with us for the football game. Yes, this Saturday. So I you're am. gonna you're gonna be able to see it firsthand. Yeah. Um, but we've we already went out and uh, we got a portable uh, air pump to okay. pump it up. So your um, lungs? No, like a literal like it's like supposed to blow up air mattresses, but oh. uh, we're gonna use it Can to blow, you blow it up. up other things with it. I would assume you could blow anything that's inflatable up or that has one of those little nozzles on it. Okay. Um, and so at the third quarter, we're going to start hitting it like a beach ball and trying to get it out of the stadium with that sold-out student section. Okay. So. That was uh, that was rough. I know. That's why I waited until <laughs> now to tell you because I, <laughs> I really wanted that reaction. Thank you. Thank you for that, Tyler. I'm really excited now to go to a football game with you. I know you and are. And sit right next to you uh, while that happens. I know you are. <laughs> and as we're talking about this, I'm realizing that on that whiteboard right there, 
There is a penis drawn on the whiteboard. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. This was won us a $24,000, but we can't ever clean it a dry erase board, period. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So that's what's on the uh, dry erase board here in the studio. Um, apparently it won them $24,000, whatever's written on it. Um, I don't think it's the penis on it. Yeah, I don't think that won them $24,000. Anyone can do that. Yeah. So um, thank you for sharing that, Tyler. I really appreciate it. And I'm super excited for the football game. We're also going to have the cowbell. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Um, can we take turns ringing it? I don't care. <laughs> okay. Just I just don't want to get punched by anyone else. So we got to be very... Discreet ca- with the cowbell? No, very cautious with how much we ring the cowbell. Because it's huge. It's way bigger than I thought it was when I ordered it. Did you... Okay, wait a minute. Did you ever think about getting an actual cow to, like, bring with you with the cowbell? So then, I mean, it's not like you're ringing the cowbell. It's the cow ringing the cowbell. Um, I've never thought about that, but that that's a fantastic idea. Though I'm not sure if they would let us bring the cow in the stadium because it's too much liquid. There's too much liquid in the cow stomach. Um, we could just pretend like it was us hiding under, like, you know, like the classic a bunch of people hide under uh, a cow skin. Oh, And then yeah. they all get in for the price of one cow. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Or we could pretend like we were dressed up as a cow and dressed up as a cow as a human. And yeah. So just switch. Just so to like switch it's roles. one of those fancy cows. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think the cow is going to be able to stand on two hooves very easily. Oh, I mean, we just get one of those domesticated cows. <laughs> There's dom- do the domesticated cows hang out with uh, the kangaroo at uh, the kangaroo farm from last week? <laughs> actually, that was a pumpkin farm. Well, okay, whatever it was, there was a kangaroo there nonetheless. Yes, they do, actually. They have a club. It's called Roos and Moos. The cows club or the kangaroo club? No, like, they're in a club together. The oh. the domesticated cows and the kangaroos are in a club called Roos and Moos. I'm really, you know, I'm I really want to see this now. Well, you have to go out to Wisconsin to the Jerry Smith Pumpkin Farm. Well, when we go to the Wisconsin football game in a couple of weeks, we can just make Oh, a we're stop doing on. that? I mean, we can. I don't know. Did you ever call them? No, I never did. Okay, put that on your to-do list. Okay, I'll call I'll call the Purdue ticket office and see if they have any tickets. Okay. Monday when they're open. Okay, that was a really fun segment everyone. Thank you very much for <laughs> being a participant in that. We do have one listener. Shout out to that guy. It's probably or Brian. gal. It's probably Brian. Um, or it. The Could clown, be like a lamp. Do you think the clown? It the clown is listening. Um, is the clown and it named it? No, the clown is it. Does it's, it have a name? Uh, Pennywise is the oh, clown's yeah. name. Okay. So is it one of those movies where they play tag and they're like, "Tag, you're it." Yeah, except the kids die, so it's like a more violent game oh. of tag. Actually, they don't die, and but mm. you know, they, the clown sad. tries and kill them. So that's sad, and I believe that classifies itself as a humanitarian disaster. Yeah, you should tell that to you know the clown who doesn't really care and just likes to eat children. Because I don't think he really. cares. I will do that on my next clown scouting adventure. Okay, what kind of stories do you got for us, Jake? Um, week? well. I have, uh, oh, 
no, I don't have it pulled up here. So what I'm going to do for you. Yeah, what are you going to do for me? Uh, right now is there was actually a runaway goat that wandered into a Massachusetts hotel. Okay. So I'm going to play this video for you. Oh, gosh. We'll see if there's any audio. I'm not really sure. I haven't I haven't watched any of these videos. <laughs> or if the Wi-Fi will ever work. I'm, I'm glad we... Um... You know, just watch the videos before we go go on air and record the podcast, hey, so we can hey make sure that all the content is okay. This worthwhile. is a goat wandering through a hotel. Well, you I know, don't think you, anything's what? gonna go awry. Well, no, not I didn't. That's not what I was referring to. <laughs> but, but we aren't monitored by the FCC on this internet radio station. I, so. I wasn't. I wasn't worried about the the video being inappropriate. It's a goat, Jake. I was yeah. more so worried about the. The video just not being worthwhile or worth watching. Oh, I get it. I get it. Well, um, then it looks like the video is not going to load because okay. the Wi-Fi sucks. It does suck. Um, the police are tracking the movements of a runaway goat through a Massachusetts town, said the animal, was finally captured after wandering into a hotel. What is that voice? That's like the voice. Uh, Jake, moving your hands is uh, not going to translate to radio very well. Well, they can just make up whatever voice they want in their head to me to do. <laughs> okay, continue. Police responded to numerous reported goat sightings during the weekend, but were unable to catch up with the farm fugitive until it wandered into Auburn's La Quinta Hotel around 4.30 a.m. Monday. Police said the goat was, quote-unquote, taken into custody after entering the hotel, quote-unquote, Presumably to rest a bit. Ha ha ha. Did the, did the actual article have ha 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 in it? No, that was me. So you were sarcastically... dying on the inside. Sarcastically laughing at the, the joke that the, yeah. the person who wrote the article... Actually, that, that was a quote from the cops. So I'm pretty sure the cop was like doing a dad joke or something. You By know. saying that, you know, the goat wanted to rest inside. Of the hotel. Is that like driving 15 minutes out of the way to save three cents on gas? Oh, yeah, like uh, like you do sometimes? <laughs> I do do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but people already say that I'm a dad, so. <laughs> okay. You are the dad of the floor. I am the floor dad, so. Continue with the story, Jake. <laughs> the department's Facebook post included footage of the goat wandering through the lobbies and halls of the hotel before being captured. The goat was turned over to farm owner Pete Blash. Blash, said the goat known as number 448, escaped by leaping over a five-foot fence at the farm. They take off like a bullet, Blash told CBS Boston. Actually, they're probably not in England, so. <laughs> I don't think so. Unless they're in Boston, England. Boston? That's a possibility. Anyway, uh, long story short, um, they actually caught the goat and brought him back to the farm. Well, that's good. So it's yeah. like the... It's like the kangaroo. Yeah. So police couldn't resist referencing New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, known to some fans as the GOAT. Oh, greatest of all time. An acronym for the quote-unquote greatest of all time. So as it turns out, Tom Brady was not the only GOAT running wild this past weekend. Police quipped. Ha ha ha. Yeah, those police need to get some new jokes. That's where yeah, uh... That's that where really, really the funny. epitome of so hard. It's epitome of police jokes, basically. Oh, here we go. 
Okay. Yeah, I believe it's your turn. It is my turn. So you you've heard of uh, Brigham Young University, right? Why? Hey, the- <laughs> Oh, I think the goat video is playing uh, or something. Sam Brody, and out of these, uh, what is going on? Okay. We, this show is off the rails. Just get your computer under control. Stop auto playing videos. This, I'll just give you the headline just as a little teaser to okay. wet your whistle. Well, well, Amazon customer is furious at the pattern on his slippers. Can you work out why? Can you t- can you never say wet your whistle ever again in your entire life? No, because sometimes we need to wet our whistle. No, no one ever needs to wet their whistle. Period, Jake. Okay. I don't even I don't even know what that means. Alrighty. Is it like a recorder? Do you have a recorder somewhere, Jake, that you're gonna wet? No. Okay. So you you you've heard of Brigham Young University? The, yes. The all the, Almighty Mormon University. The Mormon University. Yeah, out in the out in the west, the Utah. I yeah, I couldn't remember what state they were in. Thanks. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, so, Brigham Young University has been caffeine free since the 1950s. Well, it is a it is a Mormon. Yeah. Thing, isn't yeah. It? Um, but and that is impressive. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know if they had caffeine before the 1950s and then just decided to shut it off in the well, 1950s so, or I mean knowing Mormons they probably enacted the caffeine free policy in the 50s um and then they stopped serving caffeine then uh, the, I'm going to assume that's what happened. We can do some more research on it and get back to you later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do some some Mormon some Mormon research. Now the 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 church revelation spelling out health practices, uh, Doctrine and Covenants 89, for those of you wanting to look it up in the old Mormon, I don't know if it's a rule book or the Bible or whatever it is. Uh, I believe it's the Book of Mormon. That makes sense. <laughs> Does not mention the use of caffeine. The church's yes. health guidelines prohibits alcoholic drinks, smoking or chewing tobacco, and quote-unquote hot drinks. So basically you can drink Gatorade and water. <laughs> What about Sprite? Yeah, I guess you could drink Sprite. Okay. But I think that's the only other one. Their their drinking options are very limited at BYU. And you know, this is this is what the church leaders are telling all their students on campus. Yeah. So you go to a football game, you go to a BYU football game, you can't you can't buy alcohol for those who are of age. Um you can't buy coca-cola or mountain dew or can you buy uh powdered caffeine i'm gonna go with no considering the fact that this caffeine in general is apparently outlawed at at byu but as of recently they just announced that that they're going to start selling caffeinated sodas on campus wow and to quote the university uh you know their vice president said that this Decision was made upon by based upon consumer demand and not financial needs. Okay. The Mormon. So like the Mormon kids were like, we want our caffeine. That's what they're claiming, which makes sense. But I mean, you also, I mean, you sell caffeinated. So I mean, think about how many kids drink caffeinated soda. Yeah. I mean, like if you think about it, the only non-caffeinated sodas are Sprite. I mean, and there's some root beers that are not caffeinated. Yeah, but most of them are. There are some caffeine-free Cokes. Yeah. I think there is caffeine-free Mountain Dew. Yeah. But n- no one ever sells is, it. Caffeine is... 
quote unquote what makes them good. I was quoting um, these soda companies there. I think. Uh, good to know. I will have to look up that quote just to validate it. But okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get back that. to you on that. Yeah. Now, the, the Mormon Church owned a private university still will not sell the highly caffeinated drinks. So okay, so medium caffeinated is is a okay. Yeah, but high caffeinated, not acceptable. Yeah. So no Monster, no Red Bull, uh, none of those energy drinks. But will offer quote unquote freestyle Coca Cola machines, allowing personalization of sodas. Wait a minute. Oh, oh yeah, the Coke freestyle. So, but does this also give you an option to change the caffeine level if you want to? I'm going to go with no, considering the fact that they ban the highly caffeinated energy drinks with air quotes on that one. So that was a quote unquote. It was a quote unquote. Okay. That's very interesting. So, like, I can't, I can't imagine not being able to drink tea or coffee though. Yeah. That, that's what really surprises me. That would me. be rough. The the hot drinks, like, why would you even be, like? Are the like hot... it's all hot drinks in general? It says hot drinks. So what differentiates? Yeah, what's the temperature for a hot Luke drink? Warm water and hot water. I have to look this up now. These are these are the questions for. The Mormon. These are the hard-hitting questions for the Mormon Church that we must ask. Um, yeah. So, okay. Mormon caffeine policy clarified. Ah, of Poe. Oh, perfect. I'm, I'm glad. Pepsi officially okay for Latter Day Saints. Okay. So the LDS Church posted on its website saying the church does not prohibit the use of caffeine, and that the faith's health code references to hot drinks does not go beyond tea and coffee. A day later, the website wording was slightly softened, saying that the church revelation spelling out health practices does not mention the use of caffeine. So, so, yeah. so the hot drinks that, policy doesn't go beyond tea and coffee, though. I mean, I mean, that's what I'm really you concerned about. Can heat about. up anything, though. I mean, yeah. Can I drink hot milk? You could melt a gummy bear, and it'd become a hot drink. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to melt a lot of. That would be a gross hot drink. <laughs> You'd have to melt a lot of gummy bears there. I mean, you could drink chocolate. You could. Uh, it's actually called hot chocolate. I, I mean, yeah, but you could literally melt a chocolate the, bar. I think that's what they call it on the street. Maybe. Wasn't really what I was referring to, but <laughs> thinking in my mind, my, my the mental image I had was literally a chocolate bar just being melted and then poured into a drink, and then someone drinking it before it okay. turned solid again. Okay, so. Uh, the only official interpretation of hot drinks in the word of wisdom is the statement made by the early church leaders that the term hot drinks means tea and coffee. But the question still remains, why? <laughs> so if uh, if we're differentiating hot drinks, you can't drink any hot drinks. If we're differentiating because of caffeine, then you can't drink anything with caffeine. So I don't see what the tea and coffee thing is here. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry, Mormons. Yeah, you're They're a little crazy. Mormon fans. A little crazy. What else you got for us, Jake? Well, I have what they're calling in the business a double pooper. <laughs> okay. You want to explain to me what a what a double pooper in so, the business means? <laughs> it's actually just where I tell you two different news stories about poop. Oh, this is great. This is just going to be my new yeah. favorite segment. So we've got a serial pooper woman jogger. 
Uh, I'm sorry. You're going to need to explain further. So the headline is, Police Seek Mad Pooper Woman Jogger Who's Defecating Shamelessly on People's Front Lawns from Fox News. I'm glad Fox News is really coming out with the, with the hard-hitting news stories. Okay, here's a picture of her. Have you seen her anywhere Oh, or on oh, campus? I, yeah, I see her all the time. I think her name is Sharon or something. Uh, maybe it's Gary. No, Gary is not the serial pooper, you silly. You never know. It could be Gary. I just got the best selfie with Gary the other day. You, was it the one you sent to me? Yes. It was a good selfie. I was like, Gary, you on fleek, sister. And what did he say? Or did he was he... like, okay. That's the most Gary response ever. I know, right? Back to the serial pooper. <laughs> Colorado Springs cops are hunting a woman dubbed the Mad Pooper, who's been caught defecating in front of houses for weeks. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, who in their right mind? Like, I can't do this. What kind of thought has to go through your mind? Well, I'm just going to casually go poop up people's lawns for a week. Is there a reason? Maybe. Does she dislike them? Okay, so in the picture- If she doesn't have a reason... <laughs> I don't I don't know, Jake. I mean, in the picture, it looks like she's wearing running gear. So maybe she's just going for runs. Like maybe she's eating a humongous breakfast. Like we're talking like five pancakes, t- loads of eggs with some hash browns on the side. You got to throw in some ketchup for the hash browns. Maybe throw in a Cinnabon cinnamon roll, a couple glasses of chocolate milk. You, you got to cover all your bases with yeah, breakfast. Yeah, you do. So maybe she's having a huge breakfast. She's going on a run, and, you know, she she's a good, not a good runner, but she runs pretty far, okay? Okay. And on her way back, she's just like, oh, my gosh, I got to poop. This, You know, this, the breakfast is really hitting her stomach. Okay, okay, here's something that she should do. She should just knock on the door of the people and say, can I use your restroom, please? And if they say no, then you have a reason to poop on their lawn. <laughs> so you're telling me if I go up to someone's lawn and say, or go up to someone's house and ask them to poop and go to the restroom in their house, and they tell me no, I then have the right to Absolutely. go to the restroom on their front that yard? That should be covered in the Constitution. <laughs> well, every, well, call up your representatives, Jake, and tell them that. I will. Instead of focusing on net neutrality and health care and all those other important issues, that they need to pass this bill that allows people to Susan defecate Brooks. on other people's lives. Attention, Susan Brooks. If you're listening you're to this listening. podcast, because you totally are. Please make a draft and run it by me, and then I'll sign it. So you want the representative run, yeah. the, run the draft by you. Yeah. So Kathy Boudet, I think is her last name, Boudet. told KKTV, the unidentified woman has been relieving herself in front of Boudet's Colorado Springs home for at least seven weeks. Seven weeks? Her is children even caught the mad pooper squatting with her pants down in front of in front of their so they they're like there's a lady taking a poop so i come outside and i'm like are you serious boudet told kktv are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids she's like yeah sorry that's obviously the proper response if you're pooping on someone's lawn you just say yeah sorry you know, what did you expect me to do? Not poop on your lawn? <laughs> I put a sign. Yes, Jake. I put a sign on the wall that's like, P- 
please, I'm begging you, please stop. She ran by it like 15 times yesterday, and she still pooped. (laughs) What is going on with this woman? Here's the better question. If you're the homeowner, and this has been going on for seven weeks, why do you not buy a security camera, set up the dang security camera, record the lady pooping, and take it to the police office? She saw... Well, I guess that doesn't count. If it's outside our okay, house. The police are looking for her. So the police are on the case of the mad pooper. Yeah. They have this picture of her, Tyler. Oh. So they... If she... Come, just set a stakeout. Just put a cop car outside the house then. It's obviously <laughs> a good use of <laughs> police resources. Pooper? Yeah, it's a great wow. use of police resources. Do you think she's been collecting the fecal matter to do DNA tests to just prove that the mad pooper is who she says she is i don't think that's needed at all okay. um well sergeant jonathan sharketti said that it's nothing he's seen as in his whole career um it's uncharted territory for him so i think it's safe to say uh if you see the mad pooper on the loose call 911 immediately yeah not just the, the casual police line you gotta call 911 no. yeah um and then i think the rule is to bang pots and pans together until uh, to show that you're stronger than they are, uh, and then they'll cower away. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Logically, obviously. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes. No. Wait, sorry, that's bears. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. So the second part of the double pooper. Oh, yeah. I forgot um, there was a double pooper. I'm, looking <laughs> so, I'm really looking forward to the second story. <laughs> From the mirror in the grand old UK. The U of K? Yeah. The University of Kentucky. Oh, that's my favorite. U of K. Um, The mysterious fake poo thief strikes Nowsley Safari Park, and it's not one of the animals. I'm glad they included and not one of the animals in the headline, just to clarify. Here's a picture of a bunch of monkeys on a car for some reason. That's really informative in regards to And the woman inside is like, what? (laughs) So, <laughs> there's the... a great gift shop at Nosley Safari Park. Oh, is there? There is, and Ooh. there's a link to Nosley Safari Park oh. if you want to know more. Does about it take the us to the park. gift shop? Uh, don't know. Well, why don't you click on the link then? And I will out. get back to you on that one. <laughs> Sounds good. Continue. They sell all manners of trinkets and mementos from your day. Oh, but for one sticky-fingered individual. This isn't quite enough. Sticky fingered? Because they put their hand in there. They're after something else, and it's not available in the shop. In a bizarre poo-done-it case. Wow, that was far-reaching. Two of the Nosley Safari's newest (laughs) visitor exhibits have been stolen model poos. Seriously. The theft was discovered this week by staff at the Maryside attraction who noticed the models had gone missing from the Woodland Trail section of the park. What is going on, Jake? Why did you have so so many poo stories? So let me put this this poo story in context for those of... For, the area is primarily meant for children to enjoy and explore. And of course, kids love the yuck factor of the poo. So we're getting new ones made. Wow. Okay, so we we were walking out of church on Sunday. Just to put this in perspective for some other people, I Walk, thought you might bring this up. Jake is absolutely obsessed with poo. That's that's what I've, I've concluded Incorrect. from this. Um, I just happened to have a lot of run-ins this week. 
With poo? Yeah. Okay. So we're walking out of church on Sunday, and we're walking to get some pancakes. Um, and uh, I noticed that a, a bird decided to uh, to defecate on my car, and I was like, "Man, that's a that's a real bummer that this this bird defecated on my car." And and Jake yeah, just chi- Jake just chimes in and said, "Well, maybe a plant will grow out of it." And everyone's like, "Why would a plant grow out of bird poop?" And he's like, "Well, you know, birds." Eat seeds, so they gotta poop them out or whatever, and and then we're then our group is questioning Jake's knowledge of poop, and so he brings out what animal was it? Do you, do you remember what animal um, was? Actually, it was the elephant. Yeah, so he brings out an elephant poop fact that he just apparently has on hand. It's very fibrous. About yeah, that elephant poop is very fibrous, and now you're bringing me two more poop stories. Jake, that's four poop related things this week. I think you have an issue. Are you having bowel issues this week, Jake? So your mind's just on poop twenty four seven. It's just I run into these situations, and I'm like, you run into poop situations. Yeah. So I was like doing research for the um, show, and I was like, hmm, I found two stories about poop. Maybe I can call it a double pooper. So you really just looked up two stories just so you could call it a double pooper. Uh, maybe I did, but. They were pretty good stories too. I feel like so they were. They were. They were solid stories. Yeah. Sure. So I thought it was all a good package together. So, <laughs> moving on this week in weird Indianapolis news. Um. So if I told you a man tried to eat a rattlesnake, what do you think would happen? Um, a live rattlesnake, not a dead one. What would be your first thought if a, if a guy's trying to eat a rattlesnake? What's going to happen? Um, I would think dead yeah so you you would think that the snake's gonna bite him right i mean not necessarily as long as it hit the tummy acid first before it had the chance to 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 snatch as it were well this headline is man tries to eat rattlesnake snake bites back (laughs) because you know yeah what else is gonna happen when you try and leave eat a live rattlesnake um i mean you could befriend it when you're eating it yeah I i mean you could coexist together I guess you snake and tummy, you in the world. So, yeah. So this man has remained hospitalized. He's actually remaining hospitalized as of Friday after surviving a rattlesnake bite to the face while showing off to his friends at a party by attempting to cook the reptile on the barbecue, like alive. Yeah. Okay. So he he got the snake alive and was trying to cook it and kill it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think if I were the snake in that situation, I would not appreciate that uh, that kind of treatment. So this story gets even better, okay? Okay. Now, he wasn't just doing this because he was drunk or because, you know, he you know, he was just hanging out with buddies and, you know, really want to show off. No. He was celebrating his child's birthday <laughs> with some friends. <laughs> and he decided to show all the kids... How to catch and cook a rattlesnake after one of the reptiles showed up in his yard. Do you think it's like, do you think it's like one of those like bratty kid situations where it was like, Daddy, I want to eat a rattlesnake. You know, I'm not sure I know many kids that say that they want to eat a rattlesnake. So I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's one of those situations, Jake. Okay. Well, I'm glad we eliminated that one. Now, after being bit twice... Once on the chest and once on the face. Yes. Pratt said he knew immediately that something was wrong. 
Imagine that. He was bitten by a snake twice, and he knew something was wrong. Because he was bitten. Because he had already been bitten once before when he was 19. Oh, yeah. So obviously, he had that snake experience. He said, we got to go now, because I I know what's going to (laughs) happen. He was immediately taken to a local hospital. Hospitals where doctors saved his life. That's one of those stories that gets you right here. Right in the heart? Yeah, that's where I'm pointing, Tyler. Well, maybe uh, that's exactly where the snake bit him. You never know. You do actually know. You said it was in the chest. So the chestular area includes the heart. So it's like a 50-50 whether it was on the heart or not. That's true, but it could have been the stomach as well. You know, it's in that chest Um, region. No, if it was on the chest, it was not on the stomach. Well, it could have been in the it, it, stomach's in the chest region. It's no, in your it's upper. Not. It's in your torso. If it was on the stomach, it would have said on the stomach. Well, you never know. All these news news stations, man, they're recording all fake news now. So yeah, uh, apparently. So cite your sources, kids. Yeah, and all your papers. Make sure to use MLA double double space okay. twelve point font. This annoys me because my comm teacher uses APA. <gasps> I love APA. He's my favorite. Can, can I, I be in your calm class? <laughs> You're in your stupid English class where you watch movies the whole class for yeah, some reason. Yeah, we get to watch Arrival next week. I'm super excited. I believe it. It's going to be great. And then we have to tell her essentially why we think Arrival is a great film. And that's our assignment. It's really enjoyable. I think she said she was maybe going to bring either donuts or pizza. I don't know. Wow. Those are two very different I food items. but. A bit jelly yeah you should you should join the band's composition well i mean my credit transferred so it's true i just snapped his knee you did and he made a face like it hurt <laughs> it did hurt a little bit <laughs> it was a little slap it was a little hard slap yeah it was well what else what other poop stories do you have for us this um, week? Jake? actually this does not have to do with poop but it does have to do with toilets okay really <laughs> yes so no, this is from NPR. You're just digging a hole for yourself, Jake. I hope you realize um, that. So I'm going to read it in my NPR voice, if that's okay with you. Oh, that's absolutely okay with Okay. Me. One minute while I get ready here. Oh, you mean a countdown a minute? No, just I'm ready now. Okay, that was not a minute. <laughs> Toilets in Geneva were clogged with tens of thousands of dollars worth of discarded cash earlier this summer. And nobody knows why. Oh, no. The bathrooms at a branch of the UBS bank in Geneva, as well as in three nearby restaurants, had pipes stuffed with 500 euro bills that had apparently been cut up with scissors and flushed down the toilets. The mysterious misplaced funds were first reported by a Swiss newspaper, and local authorities have confirmed the incident to multiple media outlets. Each individual bill is worth nearly $600. Collectively, The destroyed banknotes were worth tens of thousands of dollars. The Geneva prosecutor's office tells Bloomberg it has launched an investigation into the bathroom bills. Yes. Is there more to the story, or should I make a comment now? Um, I mean, mean, that's pretty much it. The destroyed money is not necessarily linked to a crime, it says. Uh, But, because, like, in America, it's illegal to, to defamate currency for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, but okay. If you're not commit, like, if you're totally scot free and haven't committed a crime, why 
why would you put money in a toilet? So maybe what uh, Vincent Darrowand said will clear that up for you. He said, clearly it's very surprising. Clearly. That's all he said, actually. Oh, that – I'm I'm glad that, you know, that really cleared it up for me. I, yeah. My uh, – it's clear as mud. So um, a, luckily a Spanish lawyer has paid to cover the cost of plumbing repairs to the toilets, you know, because oh. – How thoughtful you know, of him. You know, the UBS bank obviously can't afford that. No, not at all. At all. No. Um, it's not like they literally receive money from people. From people – well, as they can't the business. Spend, they can't spend other people's money, though. Okay, that's what interest is for. That's why there's interest, because they're using other people's money. Yeah, I know, but, you know. No, I don't. you got to be smart with other people's money. No, I don't. And not just gamble it away on building toilets. <laughs> so, <It's> so <laughs> it says he paid for the plumbing repairs to the toilets where the bills were er, deposited. The funds to cover repairs did not come with an explanation, the Swiss paper reports. That's that, and I that was a strange story uh, having to do with money and toilets. And Yeah, and I feel like every story in your lineup is somehow tied back to poop. Uh, well, the first one was, and I don't think I can even remember what it was. Oh, um, <laughs> nope. That, no, never mind, they all were. Yeah, my point, Jake. Stop, <laughs> stop looking up poop-related stories. Okay, I'm sorry. I just go to the website, and it's there. It's not my fault. I mean, it is your fault. You're the one picking the stories. <sighs> Fine. Gosh. So I was I was reading the New York Times this week, as I do. Were you? I was. And there's a op-ed com- uh, columnist on Sunday, and uh, it was titled... Enough already, said God. Did God say that? Hold on, it gets better. Okay. The, have you ever heard of Jim Backer? No. Okay, so apparently he's a famous televangelist. I hadn't heard of him until then, uh, un, until I had I read this article. But you know, apparently he's famous. Um, well, I haven't heard of him. As most televangelists are, I guess you know, who knows? But. He's preaching again on television because, actually, they they use the word again there because he took a little bit of a sabbatical from preaching. And do you know why he took a sabbatical from preaching? Um, let me guess. He had bunions. <sighs> That's close. He, he took a sabbatical from preaching because he had been accused of rape and had served a prison term fi- for financial fraud. Oh, as, as most pastors and televangelists Absolutely, do in their yeah. in their tenure as yeah. a pastor. Yeah, totally. And he recently warned that Christians would start an armed insurrection if President Trump were impeached. Oh my! To quote, if it happens, there will be a civil war in the United States of America. The Christians will finally come out of the shadows because we are going to be shut up permanently if we're not care- careful. Oh my! So we're talking about some like crusades type crap here yeah and so this columnist received the following transcript of a conversation between backer and god wait sorry back up here who who was there to transcript this conversation between this man and god i'm not sure who the source is. you think it was god's receptionist maybe it was 
Do you think uh, God's receptionist is Mary? It could be. It very well could be. Okay. I Sorry. mean, there's no other qualified of, person. That just kind of blew my mind there. Yeah. So I'm not sure how the New York Times got a hold of this, but according to the columnist, it comes from a divine source. So like the transcript? Yeah. So it probably was God's secretary, whether it be Mary or yeah. not. Mary just came down and said, hey, New York Times, I got this great transcript for you. You yeah. should write an article on it. She's a smack dead journalism cyst. <laughs> oh yeah totally totally so I'll, I'll read the transcript to you okay read away with your mouth it's a it's a it's a, got a little bit of length to it but it's okay it's pretty okay. hilarious dear god thank you for blessing me with wisdom sorry really quick is this the pastor or god well i'm sure god is not saying dear god to himself okay <laughs> gosh thank you for blessing me with wisdom courage Virtue and rugged good looks. <laughs> Plus humility. Oh, yeah. Please help me raise up an army to smite the infidels for trying <laughs> to impeach <laughs> President Trump. Oh, enough already, said God. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> trying to dive under the bed. Backer did. Backer tried to dive under the bed. <laughs> When God said enough already. <laughs> yeah, God, that was my God voice. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? And, oh Wait, no. Is this what God said? No, this is Becker. Okay. <laughs> so, Becker tried to dive Wait, under the... Wait, so he was praying to God, and then God said something? Yeah, God said, oh, enough already. And then he was like, who's there? Yeah, and so, Becker tried to dive under the bed. That he apparently, Okay. I'm going to guess he was kneeling at the bed. Okay. Just to put a, put a nice visual image there for you. Right. So he's kneeling out the bed. Who's there? And, oh no, fire, fire. There's a fire under on my bed. God, it's a burning bush. Who Actually, said that? Actually, it's a burning bed. Well, God said it's a burning bush, so. Who said that? Fire, fire, help. Gosh. Don't be such a wimp. This is smokeless. This is a smokeless burning bush. <laughs> It won't even send your linens. So listen up. This is God. Wow. That really is a burning bush. That's you, God? Are you anointing me to lead my people and smite our enemies? Will you give me a mighty holy sword? I could crush all those infidels just as they were... <laughs> I don't know. Amalites? Amalites? <laughs> I... This is a word that's too big for my brain. Okay. Whoa there, honey. <laughs> <laughs> God said that? Yes. Okay. Remember, blessed are the peacemakers. I'm not into smiting these days. When you say deranged violent things in my name, I want to sue you for defamation. (laughs) Is there, like, a higher court, like a God court? Actually, I'm sorry. There definitely is because God is the judge of that court. Yeah. Yeah, so he just gets So, like, that's, like, the ultimate court, I think. So, like, God's saying he would sue him in his court. Yeah, so basically just send him to hell is what I'm going to say. Yeah, because that's a punishment for defamation and sin. Yeah. Not that I go around feeling sorry for myself, but it's been a a tough time being the Almighty when the crazies keep running around (laughs) fermenting hatred in my name. Oh, my. 
Classic God. So Baker, in a rational response, says, like those godforsaken Muslims, they don't value human life. We should destroy them. <sighs> you hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. You could be more respectful, says Baker, or Backer. And wait, are you not a Republican? <laughs> this is a this is a real transcript. Um, define real for me, please. Like, it came from a divine source. <laughs> so, Did the divine source cite itself? Yeah, it's Mary. Obviously, we had this okay. whole conversation. I'm sorry, I have a short term memory here. So God says, "I'm nonpartisan." I just don't like being used. I was mortified when four out of five white evangelical Christians voted for a thrice married liar who bragged about sexual assault. <laughs> so I'm sorry. You're saying God had stock in the election. <laughs> God had stock in the election election and was mortified when four out of five white evangelical Christians voted for Trump. I don't know who else. He was expecting, I mean, I don't know if he had stock in Hillary or who else, you know, but. Probably that uh, guy who wore the boot on his head, the Vermin Supreme. Oh, he was my favorite. Yeah, I kind of wanted him to win. And he... then this country would have just dissolved into the ocean. Oh, yeah. You know, as California is drifting away from America. Yeah, and they just want to become their own country. Oh, yeah. I would join that country. <laughs> would you? <laughs> you know. California yeah, totally. is an awful state. But it's a big state, so there's a lot of wilderness you can live in and not be touched by anyone else. Or I guess, you know, continue. So Me touch. I I'll, touched his I'll back up. I was mortified when four out of five white evangelical Christians voted for a thrice married liar who bragged about sexual assault and then cited me as the reason for their votes. <laughs> in polls, white evangelicals went from the group most likely to say that personal morality mattered in politics to the group. Least likely to say that in just five years. These are value voters. This is God, obviously. This trans, this real transcript is so cringy. <laughs> it really is. Backer, I admit Trump isn't perfect. No man is perfect except our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, I really do wish Jesus was just president, except, yeah. But Trump is pro-life. So God responded with, Yes, he is pro-life for fetuses, but that's about it. <laughs> Packer then responds with, But God, you put Trump in power. So many evangelicals, like Robert Jeffries, have pointed out that Trump could have been elected only <laughs> that Trump being elected was only your doing. God, don't blame me. I endorse free will. And if Trump's election had been my doing, I would have made sure that he also won the popular vote. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Becker responds with, well, Pastor Paula White said the other day on my television show that since Trump's presidency is God's will, opposition to Trump amounts in resisting the hand of God. Oh. So God responds with, hmm. Did she? Oh, hold Wait, on. I'm sorry. Is this crazy pastor about to convince God of something? Um, I don't know. I don't. He's just a little crazy. We're just gonna we're just gonna say this. Okay. So God responds with, "Hmm, did she say that when Barack Obama was serving two terms?" <laughs> Becker, 
but Trump is an instrument of Jesus fighting abortionists and refugees. I'm cringing very hard right now. God, I wish you read your Bible and not just thump it. (laughs) Jesus never said a peep about abortions or gays, which he kind (laughs) of did say stuff about abortions and gays. Yeah, a little bit. But that's kind of a... I mean, I guess Jesus never said it. The Bible says it. Okay, yeah, the Bible says it. that is a valid point. Yeah. And you know who was a refugee? Backer. Hitler? Because (laughs) obviously, that's the logical response. God. How about Jesus? Jesus' family fled King Herod's slaughter of the innocents and found asylum in Egypt. Maybe ancient Egypt was more tolerant of refugees than Trump. (laughs) But God, we people of faith are just trying to do Jesus' will. Jesus didn't coddle the financiers of his day, the money, the money changers, but hounded them while comforting the needy. Follow him, and the focus would be, would be on the hungry, the thirsty, and the strangers who did not welcome him, the naked who did not give him clothing, the sick and in prison. The nuns and missionaries who make... Wow, this guy just keeps going on. No, this is God. I, I was talking about God. Oh, yeah. As the guy who keeps going on. The m- nuns and missionaries who make, them, who make me proud when they fight AIDS or tutor in prisons. <laughs> I love World Vision's humanitarian programs. Like World Vision, the company? Yeah, yeah the nonprofit. But I'm just insulted when people invoke my name and slight, slight, side with bigots or hurt the poor. Backer. It's more complicated than that. Wait, sorry, is is Backer talking down to God? Yes. <laughs> if today's foreigners spoke English and were good white Christians like Joseph oh and Mary, gosh. I'd welcome them. But they speak strange languages. If English was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for everyone in America. Wait, sorry. I don't I don't think Jesus spoke English. Correct uh, me if I'm wrong. He did not. Um, I believe he spoke uh Hebrew. He, I think he did, and also God responds with Mark fifteen thirty four, which refers to Jesus crying out in a loud voice, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" But in his native language. Okay, so God really set him straight there. Yeah, and so back responded with God, "Will you send your flesh and blood again on earth so that we can exalt Him?" Just totally change the conversation topic. <laughs> God responds with, her, you see, I did. She's a 16-year-old Syrian Muslim girl in Arkansas. Uh, but ICE just deported, just <laughs> just arrested her and deported her to a refugee camp in Turkey. I'm sorry. Back he's, for, he's sending down Jesus again as a 16-year-old serial, Syrian girl who was just deported? According to this transcript of a conversation between Backer and God, yes. Okay. And then Backer responds with, uh-oh. And that's the end of the transcript. <laughs> he doesn't even say amen. No. Okay. Um, does this... the bush ever stop burning? No, it never stops burning. <laughs> However, there is this footnote at the end of the at the end of the uh, transcript that says, "I'm holding a contest for poems about President Trump in this historical moment. For this, I'm tra- partnering with <laughs> Poetry Society of Amer- Poetry Society of America, which will pick finalists, and I hope to publish the winners in a future column." So, if you're looking to write a poem about President Trump, go ahead and head over to the New York Times and okay. just look up this article. That sounds awesome. So, like, why did the New York Times publish this? I 
have no idea. Um, I, I, I really don't know. I guess someone just had uh, too much free time and decided to write a transcript. I, I really don't. This can't be a real like this that cannot can't be, real. be a real thing. Uh, I. There's no way that's a real thing. No, though. How Jim Backer is a real person, and he really. I kind of want to see his stuff now because he sounds absolutely insane. Here, here, give me the aux cord, and I'll play you a little. I'll play you a little crip, clip. Crip. Okay. Okay. Here, you, here's an aux cord that I just found laying around right here. It is the red one. Okay. We will. Uh, we'll turn this up here. Here you go, Tyler. The red aux cord. Thank you, Jake. Uh, is red up? That's right here. Oh, there we go. That's not even okay. Cool. Okay, we're ready for you. Here. They will be screaming impeachment, impeachment, but it will not happen. That's true. Kim Clement prophesied. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll predict if it happens. Why are there like five people talking at once? So, so. Oh wait, there are like three things up. Hold on. <laughs> no wonder that was really confusing. Uh, let's reopen this here for you. Okay, let's do that. Um, no, so there is. It looks like Jim Backer, who's a televangelist, but also yeah. also Paula White. I don't okay. know if you've ever heard of Paula White. She's a pretty famous um, televangelist as well. Um, and I don't get why websites just autoplay videos. It's really annoying. It's because they want you to watch them. Yeah, I understand Kim that. Kim Clement, before he died, he Heard prophesied. Him. They will be screaming impeachment, impeachment, but it You're will not kidding. happen. That's true. Kim Clement prophesied. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll predict. If it happens, there will be a civil war in the United <laughs> States of America. Is that if if Trump gets impeached. Finally Is that him in the middle the there? Shadow. Yes. Because we, we are going to be shut up permanently. If we're not careful. Oh, uh, by the way, they are advertising a $2,800 Tasty Pantry Deluxe works is dead. Bo- box we of food. To do things. God uh, has the been Tasty with Pantry Deluxe Bucket. You. It's time, um, time of trouble. like you, you're doing it. To stand up yes. and shout out. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, he sounds insane, by the way. So that's, that's, Thank you for sharing. That's Jim Backer uh, talking about how if Trump gets impeached that... Um, Christians will start a civil war, essentially. Okay. Well, uh, we'll get right on that for you, Jim Booker. Um, which ties into the... Did you did you see the white supremacist flyers on, on campus earlier this no. week? No. Yeah, there were white supremacist flyers all over campus this really? week. Really? Yeah. Uh, Is they, it from an internal group? I don't know. It's called Identity... I think Identity Europa? Europa? Uh, E-V-R-O-P-A? Yeah, and they say, our generation, our future, our last chance. Wow. Um, but it looks like the university or and or students removed most of the posters. That's weird. Which I'm okay with. I'm not really yeah. for the white supremacy thing. It's no. uh, pretty extreme. Um, weird. But it, according to Mitch Daniels, President Mitch Daniels said that, there is zero evidence that any member of the Purdue community is involved in these leaflets. And there's nothing new to say about the situation. We reiterate our past statements and our disinclination to do exactly what these despicable people want most, which is to give them attention. Give them attention. Their minuscule numbers and their abhorrent views do not merit. Hmm. So strong, strong statement from a uh, strong stuff. 
from Mitch Daniels there. Thank you for sharing that. I'll keep my eye out. Uh, I'll let you know if I see any uh, uh, white supremacists gathering us on campus. Oh, I'm pretty sure that would. Uh, then we can run over and bang our pots and pans, and then they'll. I have they'll zero run away. pots and pans. Why not? I don't cook anything. I go to the food courts and eat Jake just like most normal okay, people. Okay, well, then are. we'll borrow one from the food courts. Yeah, you can borrow one from the food courts as well. Um, well do you have any other stories? Or um, Okay, I have this one last concluding story, and it's going to be really short because I just wanted to point out the fact that um, uh, Kim Jong-un just called uh, Donald Trump a dotard. Uh, what does that even mean? Um, so the definition of a dotard... Is it a real English word? Um, it is a real English word, and it makes sense in the context that he's saying. It's an old person, especially one who has become weak or senile. Interesting. So the full quote... So it's this long statement about about Trump's address to the UN. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, of course, most of it is just uh, crazy talk. Obviously, it's Kim Jong-un. Um, so he's uh, saying that he's going to meet these new remarks with fire and brimstone. But he his very last line is, I will surely and definitely tame the mentally deranged U.S. dotard with fire. <laughs> so here's the weird thing about about North Korea. And it's that... that they make so many threats, and they fire a lot of missiles, but they make such ridiculous comments that it's like, I can't take them seriously, but I'm also afraid of them at the same time. Like, at least America holds it close to the vest, but they know that they have enough nuclear power to completely implode three worlds. Yeah, I mean, they just fired that one rocket, another rocket over Japan. Yeah. It was like, who do you think you are? Japan this week. Hey, do you think Steve Jobs would have been a better president than Trump? Um, I don't know. He was kind of crazy. He was kind of crazy. I don't know. I don't really think it's fair to compare apples to oranges. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, that was that was a joke, Jake. Yeah, it was. Because you know, Trump's, that's why I laughed. Trump's really orange. And yes, Steve Jobs invented apple. Also, by the way, it's twelve thirty. It is late. <laughs> I have a seven thirty class tomorrow. Rip. I got to be up in. Uh, I have a nine thirty one. So we're got to be up in what five hours, maybe. I can't do math at the moment, so. You want to shut down for the night, Jake? I want to shut it down for the night. All right. Um, any other sponsors that we have this week? Um, <laughs> we don't have any sponsors, so if you want to become a sponsor, um, shoot us an email, sponsor at gmail.com. Not a real email. Um, <laughs> we will not get that email. <laughs> I mean, someone will get it, but we won't. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been... It's been real fun here, hanging with everybody, shooting the breeze. Do we just have like how many how many songs do we have? Um, so I will count and tell you how many songs I have. I have a whole folder of them actually. Okay, let's go back to the original the original no, one. No, we have to play a different one every time. It's just I think we should post a poll online and see what people think. All right, we'll, we'll put one on Twitter yeah. or something. Um, so yeah. I think that's it. All right. And one last thing I would love to say. Night-night, Joshua, wherever you are.
China. 